Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What? I got to in the bonus. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Byers here. Jason Stewart's here. Elijah's here. Ramos is here. What's Ramos actually doing? We don't know. It's okay. Don't worry. He's got a date and not do anything. Anyway, welcome in. So we're live at uh, L.A. Rams camp. And this is really interesting, right? Um, just a quick, like, okay, a buyer's going to know this answer. You guys do know this, Chase, too. How long have the Rams been in L.A.? I'm going to go, hasn't been 10. I'm going to go over under is like seven or eight years. How many years? I think you're right. 2016 was the year they came to Los Angeles. Okay, so they've been here seven years. And I, I, it's a, it's the oddest seven-year run I can think of in professional sports from this standpoint. They've won a Super Bowl, lost in a Super Bowl, and then they've had a couple of really, really kind of tough years, right? Mm-hmm. And they've done it with two different quarterbacks. Last year was really tough. The other years, well, uh, the 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 Jeff Fisher, yeah, Jeff Fisher first year was horrible, yeah. right? It was just a miserable experience for everybody involved. Yes, and then, uh, and then they had this the, the turnaround, the surprising uh, McVay first year, you know, turnaround. Then they go to the Super Bowl. Then post Super Bowl they fell off, right? Then they had good year, then Super Bowl year, then terrible year. My, my like I'm trying to make sure rack my my brain. Yeah, they in 2016 they had four wins, yeah, that's and bad. then 11, 13, 9, 10, and 12 wins, and then last year's five win season. Yeah, so they've had two horrific years, two tremendous years. 
two above average years mm-hmm. and one average year. Yep. That's an interesting run for seven years, right? In terms of, of you know, once you had Chad McVay in terms of consistency. So I, I guess the, the first thing is you look back and you say, um, it, it's interesting because um, their whole narrative when they won the Super Bowl was F them picks, right? F them kids. We're just going to go all in. And I guess the question is, was it worth it? Right? Was it worth it? Because you get people go like, yeah, you won the Super Bowl. I guess the, the answer is, is it only, or the, maybe the second question is, is it only worth it if you win the Super Bowl? Like, what had happened if they done, did the exact same thing, and as we all like to mess with John Ramos a lot, like if they lost to the Niners in the NFC Championship <laughs> game? Would we have had, or remember, they almost lost that game to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, where they just couldn't stop turning the football over after having, like, would we, would, would we have said it's worth it? Are we only results-oriented when it comes to this? I think getting to the Super Bowl is the key. Like, a lot of things can happen in the Super Bowl that we've talked to, but if you can take your team to the Super Bowl, it was worth it. Winning it validates everything that they've done. Two appearances, I think, puts it in concrete that it was absolutely worth it. 100%. Okay, now it, it goes from what was arguably or inarguably the best division in football to probably the second worst or <laughs> like a, I don't know how to even right like. I'll, I'll tell you how I'll describe it. Yeah. It's Carvana where you have a different team on each level and it's the Niners mm-hmm. and then the Seahawks mm-hmm. then the Rams and then the, and then the Cardinals. Entering this season, that's how I that's how right. I We all it. think the Cardinals are going to be bad. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the Cardinals are going to be bad, but the Cardinals are also they're the rare amount of bad. And boy, I don't. I, it's going to be just a weird year for them because let's assume Kyler doesn't come back and play. Not a crazy assumption, but you're not going to create a system and a culture that doesn't fit Kyler Murray, are you? Unless, I mean, here's the here's the thing. What if they totally bought him out? They get the number one pick, and then you got Caleb Williams mm-hmm. st- staring you there in the eye. Do you, do you move on from Kyler Murray and take Caleb Williams on a rookie deal, and then it doesn't matter what your system was, you're going to create it around Caleb Williams? Yes. I think that's what the Cardinals would do and should do. Okay. Um, let's start at the top. The expectations are, you, well, you think Niners or Seahawks at the top? See, uh, excuse me, Niners. Yeah, because, sure. because of overall talent, right? Yeah. But we don't know about quarterback. Correct. I mean, it's really interesting. And, and our last taste you know, of the 49ers is them without a quarterback. Like, literally, they had no one to throw the football. There was no one there that could throw a football downfield in losing to the Eagles. So you really don't know on how close they were going to the Super Bowl. You can guess. And Well, they think they think they were the better team. Yeah. I, I thought they were probably the better team. Now, obviously, let's see. Nick Bosa's got to get his deal redone. I'm sure that's going to happen. Um you have a second-year Christian McCaffrey, and he was healthy last year. Let's see if he can maintain that level of health. Last year, remember, they had the Debo Samuel contract. He's come back in, quote-unquote, best shape of his life or whatever. Like, all things depend upon quarterback. The Seahawks, they re-signed Geno Smith, who last year at this time, we had no idea what they were going to look like. We, we like Every Seahawk game with Russell Wilson seemed to feel and look the same, especially since the Legion of Boom went away, which was, as we've described, he's running around trying to make a play at the end of a game. Mm -hmm. So we had, like, you take Russell off of it, like, what kind of team? And they were way better than expected. On the other hand, 
they also played a pretty soft schedule and ran the benefit of playing some teams who were missing some key players. So as a Seahawk fan and a knowledgeable football observer, what's your expectations there? I, I expect a season about a half step better than it was a year ago. Better. I think you have to make progress. I don't think that they're a great team by any means. Um, and I'm usually a half glass half empty guy when it comes to looking at my teams. I look at all the warts. And I think that there are legitimate warts that they have. I have no idea if they can stop the run. And there hasn't been a ton done on the defensive line to address that. But you just hope they're, that their tackles that they drafted uh, in the first and third rounds last year, uh, Cross and Lucas, are able to take that next step. You now have a running game, which we've talked about their injuries, but maybe there's some depth there. And you've added Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's now a third legitimate weapon. Like they had, they really had no one as a third option for them he's at a, the wide receiver. He's position. a perfect fit for what they have, yes. right? You have two stars of some caliber outside the numbers, and he's an elite talent, but he's elite talent really inside the numbers. Yeah, right? like he's he's a should be a great slot wide receiver. Yeah, and he can <clears throat> he can move, but it's just. Even in the and you're right there they there were games last year you know they beat the Giants but they uh, they lost to the Falcons at home they lost to the Raiders at home even though they played San Francisco tough for a half of the wild card game I don't think that they were a great team they had a tough with, time with the Rams at the end of the year in their final game of of the season and so yeah there's there's just there's gaps there and a lot of times when you have a season like Geno Smith had you look at all the positives. There was a dip in this season at some point. The numbers overall look great, but if you go by a game-by-game basis, yeah, maybe some games weren't better than than others, and I think that's what you can expect from them. Okay. What do you expect from the Rams? This is, uh, this is a tough one because I think that they have every reason to try to tank and try to bring Caleb Williams in next year. I think they would, they would have every opportunity to do so. But why does Aaron Donald come back outside of the paycheck? Uh, you know, why is Cooper Cup rehabbing? And I know he's got the hamstring, but he should be okay. Matthew Stafford's got something to prove. So I think that this is a team that is set up that would be, it would be magnificent for them if they just had a bad year and could waltz in and get the number one overall pick. But I just don't think with the pieces that are still on this team that something like that is possible. Well, plus, I mean, I, I pointed this out. I'm not going to win-loss win, loss schedule guy. Um, but you got Seahawks week one of the year on the road, right? Then you have Niners at home. Then you go to the Bengals. Uh, we don't know what the Colts will look like. Was, you know, they got a rookie quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, but then they have Eagles before you get, you know, Cardinals. And then you get Steelers and Cowboys. Like, yikes. If you're not, if you're not average to above average and you get buried, you know, if you lose those first three, you start 0-3. Now, I think one thing that should be, like, we're fair about it, McVay's a hell of a football coach. Yes. And, um, and, and most NFL games are decided by a touchdown or less, and coaching does, in fact, matter, and he does have, I think Stafford's going to be in the Hall of Fame, don't you? I didn't say necessarily should yeah. he be in the Hall of Fame, but I think, end of the day, well, won a Super Bowl. Ballot. No, yeah. won, won a Super Bowl, gigant, ridiculous numbers. And he'll get the Detroit excuse, you know, while he's with Detroit. Yeah, I, I also think that, yeah. Okay, and I'll, you have, go, I'll agree you have with you Cooper on that. Cup, yes. you'll, you'll have, you have him and Cooper Cup, you're going to be all right. But the question is, what does I right mean? I don't know. I, I legit have no idea. It's, it's a complete mystery team. To the, the toughest part 
I think with the Rams last year is they had, aside from the main injuries that we know about of Stafford Cup and even Aaron Donald, their offensive line was a complete revolving door. Yep. And if you can at least have some sort of stability there, that Cam Akers was thought to be traded midseason, and he comes back and he's the bright spot of the team. He and Baker Mayfield are the guys that you're like, hey, look at look at what we've got here. Baker's obviously gone to Tampa. But if you have an offensive line that at least can piece something together, if Cup and Stafford are healthy, like they're, they're going to win games. Like they, have, they have a chance to win week one in Seattle. Absolutely one million percent they could go to Seattle and win week one. Um, I don't know if they're going to compete with those other teams, but as we've seen now with seven teams getting into the playoffs, like like playoffs should be their expectation. But there is that outside chance of if you're looking ahead, you know, maybe it would be better for a team like this to just end up moving on. And not every team's in that position in the NFC. All right. Uh, they're, uh, they're over under. Six and a half in a 17-game season? That's yeah. an easy over, isn't it? Yeah, I would take – I would – I mean, you wish you'd know after, like, you'd be able to, after the first week of the season because, like you said, if you lose week one and you lose week yeah. two, you lose week three, you're like, you know what, guys, um, this losing stuff's not that bad. We get that and, Caleb Williams guy. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is true. Injuries could derail any season as well, so that can change your focus throughout. But I'm sorry, they're, they're better than the Cardinals are. There's... I know we don't want to go through the schedule, but there's two wins right there that the Rams should have. They'll play the Seahawks extremely tough. If they split, I wouldn't be surprised. So there's three, and then just finding the three or four, I guess the four it would be, uh, anywhere else on the schedule I, I think is doable. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's turn our attention to the news of the day. And again, when this podcast publishes, you know, and if you're listening to it tomorrow, it may have changed. So the news on the Pac-12 is somewhere in the next day to two, somewhere in the next day to two days, we will have clarity. And the news of yesterday was the Big Ten was exploring the idea of Oregon and Washington. So... Let me give you a sense of what's really at play here, okay? Um, you can't go to the TV networks and say, hey, we want to add Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten because those deals are $70 million a school. So in order to add two schools, and granted, there's three different media partners, right? They're on ESPN, CB, uh, no, CBS, Fox, and NBC. And NBC. So you would have to find a way to get $140 million per year from those three entities. And uh, I just, I don't think that exists because had they been that valuable, the Pac-12 deal wouldn't have been what it is, right? So the question for Oregon and Washington is going to be, um, you know, what's their appetite for waiting? You can't do the Apple deal because even if you're guaranteed $20 million a year, that is such a shortfall for, uh, on, you know, for, for schools. And then you're, you're betting on the future. You're betting on Apple Plus growing specifically for the Pac-12. And that's a, that's a tough kind of vision to have because you can't set budgets in college football not knowing what the actual revenue, you know, that you need set revenue. And you don't have it. And that's very, very difficult. A perfect example is this. So, and I don't know if this is public knowledge, but I know it and everybody in the Big 12 knows it. So the Big 12 has one more year on their old TV deals. So they are still they were still supposed to be making, I don't know, 30 something million, 30 million dollars a year or whatever with Texas with Oklahoma. Despite the fact that they're leaving the conference, they're still a member institution, so that pot of money is still the same. They add in four new teams and because two are exiting out and and they get the exit fees and all that other stuff, there's actually a shortfall of 6 million dollars in change per school. Right? But they know that. So all of these programs are trying to decide, like West Virginia is doing it over a two-year. We're going to trim our budget by $3.5 million this year, trim our budget by $3.5 million next year to, to pre-plan for it. Oklahoma State, they're doing it all this year. Going to save all their money this year. right? Like I know for a fact, here's a cra- crazy one. They didn't turn on the air conditioning all summer in any of the facilities. It saves them a million dollars. Wow. Like literally, that's that, that's that's a, that's. What, what they've done. Like, hey, we're just, if it's too hot, we'll figure it out. We're not going to turn on the air conditioning. You know, like we got doors and like their practice facilities got these big doors. They open it up. They turn on the fans. They do the best they can. They change the practice times, whatever. Anyway, um, so you have to know in order to set your budget. It, in college athletics, it's nearly impossible with a moving target. And it, there could be a tremendous amount of upside because everything is moving to the phone. And, and as much as you're like, well, nobody watches... You know, nobody's going to watch Apple TV. How many people watched Amazon to watch Thursday Night Football? 
And what we watch now is not close to what we watched five years ago. And of course, we have no idea how we'll be watching in five years as well. So I like the idea. I just don't love the deal. And I can't see there being the type of fervor. Like in the SEC, despite the fact that they're behind in technology in that part of the country in terms of people have cell phones, but... I don't know, 5G service and living in rural areas. Like, all those things fit the Pac-12, except you just don't have the passion of people to go like, yeah, I'll lay down 20 bucks. I don't care. I want to see every Washington Husky yeah. football game. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And there, there, there is the, the report from ESPN that it is Oregon and Washington, as you mentioned off the top. Part of that is the schools, those two schools would have to take a lesser share to make something happen. Right. Whether they're willing to do that, they may not have an option. I just don't understand, Doug, why the Big Ten would be in such a rush. I don't. I don't think they. Well, I think here's the issue that they're going to run into is, I mean, that's going to be hard living for UCLA and USC, right? I don't understand why they would add those two and not add Cal and Stanford. It would fit better. But this is a narrative that I was not necessarily as familiar with because I'm not as close to USC, but that is developing, is that USC doesn't want Oregon in the Big Ten. No, they don't don't want any. They want to be this. It's it's a lot like, okay, so here's a, uh, I think we kind of talked about this yesterday a little bit, but people are now talking about, well, Florida State, who put themselves in play yesterday with their remarks of their, their trustees. Uh, well, Florida State to the SEC. Well, so here's what happens in, in the SEC. The SEC has a – it's a lot like the game Survivor, right, the game show Survivor, where there's an alliance between Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and Kentucky um, that has vowed we want to be the only SEC school in our state. And so that voting block has been so strong, and then they've gotten – Others, you know, who they we don't care, mm-hmm. right, to go along with them. Now, Texas and Oklahoma, they don't have a vote yet. But eventually they will. Eventually they get a seat at the table. And when they do, what happens then, right? Does Can Florida State get added? Because it's Florida State, South and Clemson, Georgia Tech, and Louisville. Those are the schools in those states that have always wanted to be SEC schools. So it's it, – why does USC? Because USC doesn't want anybody – they, they want to be – the recruiting dominant power. Hey, we're the only school that's in the Big Ten. You know, we're on three different networks. We're in the Big Ten. We're making $70 million a year. Blah, 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 blah. By, and by the way, I've been told USC, administratively, operating without an AD right now, complete disaster. But they do have, you know, they do have the power right now of they were the reason that the Big Ten, the Big Ten didn't do it for UCLA basketball. Yeah, right? They did right. it for USC yeah. football. And and I think they have the power. So there, there's two things going against Oregon. One, they don't have the value of USC. And then two, USC doesn't want them in. Right. And then USC can learn to UCLA and go like, do you, you really want to have them in? The problem is, like, how do you play any of those other sports? The uh, Olympic sports are not built to get on a plane for every road game. They're just not, they're just not designed for that. Now, the Pac-12 is a little different because they've been getting on planes because of you know, Cal's not a Cal. Stanford's not a drive. Arizona, Arizona State's not a drive. Whatever. It's a little different, but man, that's a tough. So the idea is, do you have a Big Ten West and and have the pod system? And that's a big question for the Big Twelve. Do you have a pod system? Do you have a North and a South, an East and a West? How do you integrate the schools? Because everybody wants to play in the state mm-hmm. of Texas, and most want to play in the state of Florida as well. Want to play uh, Central Florida as well for recruiting. So I, I it's. 
it's really tricky the conflicting alliances that yeah. you have. Yeah, and I and I think that the biggest fish out there, outside of Notre Dame, obviously, but that's a completely different animal or mammal, however you want to look at it. Um, the biggest deal I actually think is North Carolina. Yep, because I think both the SEC and the Big Ten would love them. I think the Big Ten would like you know. Um, Maybe a Miami or Florida State, no, but I don't they, they think, want North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina, North Carolina is the one. North Carolina and maybe Georgia Tech, uh, but you but, could put Virginia in, maybe yeah. in that group yeah. as well. Yeah, if you get North Carolina and Virginia, that 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 makes that makes similar schools, similar level of yeah. academia. You helps know. Maryland, helps Penn State. Like like it's it 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 just is such a fit. That's the thing that I just I don't know why they're rushing. Oregon and Washington are I don't always think going rushing. to be there. I don't so. think they're rushing. I think they're they're just laying there, sitting there, like let's see what happens. And Florida State has uh, triggered the oh, the ACC is going to fall apart. So it does yeah. feel like when the dust settles, right? Like so, the Big Twelve. I think one of the reasons they've only wanted to add one is if the ACC collapses, Virginia Tech would fit them perfectly. And you know they'd like they'd like there Florida. Are a lot of school, a couple they'd, of schools they'd, they'd that like, could fit. They like Florida State a lot to go with. Yeah, to go with Central Florida, right? Then you have a Florida contingent. I don't know if Louisville's appealing, but Lu- like, Louisville would... they should have taken Louisville last time around mm-hmm. and did not. But now Louisville becomes very appealing because then you have you know Louisville and Cincinnati are an hour and a half away, you know, and they and West Virginia is not crazy far. You have the you know you have those ones, and then if you can add a Virginia Tech, like now you have you got a little yellow pod out there. You know, so yeah, it's it's a it's a fascinating time. I don't know if all sports fans are in, they just want to like just tell me when it happens. And like like all the breaking news, it's not really breaking news. And I think we're all spoiled by by or not spoiled. We're all uh, we all have PTSD from the Texas situation when the big when the Big Twelve nearly collapsed and Texas was gone to the Pac twelve and then they didn't. But I can tell you unequivocally that was happening. They were they were gone, mm-hmm. and then they weren't gone. And then ESPN's like, "Hey, what if we give you a TV network and three hundred million dollars?" Yes, please. Yeah. Remarkably, they stayed. So we'll keep you updated on the conference chatter. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? Every day this time on the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus podcast, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. Colin Coward said this about the story involving Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, Trayvon Diggs, practice play. Shut your blank blank up right in his face. Looked him right in the eye and leaned in to Dak. Trayvon Diggs, shut your B.A. up. I don't think players would say that to Patrick Mahomes. Nobody ever said that to Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Elway. You think a Bengal would do that to Joe Burrow? I don't know. But I'm sure it's no big deal. People say they love Dak. Maybe they do. But do they respect him? Seven years. On average, top 5-0 line. Two offensive coaches, massive marketing, a lot of money, great weapons, not good ones. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Zeke, Tony Pollard, Des Bryant, two playoff wins, and Zeke was the star of one of them. Players Seema Holmes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, there's a wow factor. Jalen Hurts, second year as a starter. Whoa, that guy may be the best player in the league after Mahomes. Whoa, I don't see an eagle getting in the face of Jalen Hurts and saying that. I don't. I do think it was kind of telling. One, Trayvon Diggs feels like an asshole, right? Like, you just got paid. That's your quarterback. And I've been a part of enough practices and watched enough practices where there's shit talking taking place, and that's very, very normal. The difference is, yeah, it's the Cowboys. You just got paid. That's a level of respect granted to you by the ownership, by, by Jerry Jones. And you have to usually carry yourself a little bit holier than now, a little bit higher level. The one thing we don't know is we also don't know what Dak said to him, to be honest, because normally somebody says, shut your bitch ass up, and dudes are going to go chin to chin, right? That's what would happen with Mahomes. That's what would happen with Burrow. That's what would happen with some of these guys. Uh, But I also think that there's just people have come around to the reality, and I was always on this train, you can go back and look, is that Dak's just good. He's solid, right? He's not an elite quarterback. He's never been an elite quarterback. You know, and go back to his rookie year. They should have brought Romo back in because Romo could have won him playoff games. And I know you're like, well, Romo didn't win playoff games. I got it. But Romo was a seasoned vet, and he found ways to make plays. And he had 
just a higher ceiling than Dak. Dak is a double, a single and double machine. He is not a home run. He's almost never going to be a home run. And I think that there's a level of frustration there with some in Dallas is like, look, dude, we're pretty good. We get, and the defense is good, and we get you there, and you're not good enough to get us over the top. So there's a lot working there. One, that's who Trayvon Diggs is. That's why you got a question on some level giving him that money, especially because he's a guy that takes a ton of chances and will get beat. Secondly, though, and maybe most importantly, like Dak was supposed to be the unquestioned leader of the Dallas Cowboys, and not only did Trayvon Diggs say it, and maybe the linemen were 20 yards away, but there wasn't dudes coming up getting in Trayvon Diggs' face the way there would be even here at Rams camp. Somebody says that to Matt Stafford, there's going to be a couple linemen up in his face. This is Dan Patrick talking about the state of college football. I can't say this strong enough. College football is going to change. And I do think we're eventually going to get to the pro model. It's going to have X number of schools, and what you're going to have is what you have in the NFL. You'll have, let's say, 40, maybe 50 schools. And then the scheduling will be, you're going to be like in the AFC West and the uh, AFC South. That's what's going to happen. Now, I don't know when, but it's going to happen. And then you're going to have this, if you're Notre Dame, you're on the outside looking in going, wait a minute, could we get frozen out here? SEC gave us the model. It's really the model that everybody is trying to implement now. But back then, you were paying players, but you weren't paying them publicly. Now, all right, we got to have a group, a consortium, that we can pay these players. And that's what's happening with college football. Everybody's going to get paid. They're going to be professionals. Yeah, I mean, basically, the sport has been completely ruined. (laughs) Because what are the parts that you liked about about it? Now, I, I do think they can get some of it back. Some of it back. With, with with a combination of the NIL and adjustment to the transfer portal. And, and here's why. You know, a big part of college athletics is not just regionally based. You go see your schools. You go see them against their traditional rivals. But it's, it's also that you, the kids fall in love with the school and you fall in love with the kid at the school. And because of the transfer portal, man, especially in basketball, but also in football, just guys just change and I mean, Ole Miss has got, what, 40 new guys, 40 new players, something crazy. Like, or, no, it's Auburn. Auburn has 40 new players. We know about Colorado. So you've never seen these guys. And the way in which what you love is, I mean, I, I saw him as a freshman, and now I see him as a senior, and he's a grown man, now he's an NFL player, right? That's what you, you like. I do think that if they can change the transfer portal, what this gives schools off the beaten path and a, uh, the ability to is to recruit on the level of some of the big boys. And maybe a little bit more in basketball than in football, right? Because in basketball, I mean, you look, Kansas State was a bad job forever. Not now. Texas Tech, bad job forever. Not now. Why? Because you have a group of, of alums, boosters, that want to be great, and it doesn't cost – it costs a lot of money for you and me, but for multimillionaires and billionaires, it doesn't cost them a lot to throw some money in, and you can buy yourself a quality team. Let's get to the pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Our pick of the day comes from Major League Baseball. Look, we've been making just incrementally more money with the Dodgers. Tonight, though, they are uh, minus 305 with Julio Urias pitching against a guy who's got a terrible record in J.P. Sears, but actually a 4.09 ERA and uh, J.P. Sears... um, 
pitching away from uh, pitching away from Oakland has actually kind of been decent, right? Kind of been decent. So here's the deal: they're a massive, massive underdog to the Dodgers. Wouldn't you just lay a little bit of money on the A's tonight? Minus three hundred five. Right, minus three hundred five. Put a hundy on the on on the A's. That's but that's a that's a under, massive underdog bet. But Sears has a has a good solid ERA, although he only went uh, four innings last time out. But um, uh, I would do I, I would bundle up the Angels and Dodgers as well. And you're like, wait, you just told me to now in order to get some value out of the Dodgers, Angels, Dodgers, and I would also like the over for the Dodgers and the under for the Angels. That's the picks of the day. Check us out tomorrow. Radio show starts at 3 Eastern time, noon Pacific. And, of course, you always have the podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.